Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Iron Society podcast. I'm Cody Chapman, along here with Nick Milligan. Nick Milligan. And for those of you who follow on our YouTube channel, sometimes I call him Nicky M. And no, every time I'm no, scared don't. that somebody is going to slice my throat. No, you don't. Yeah. So, um, gosh, we're back. We're on the last part of the identity code. So we talked through the initial identity part, right? Who we are. Last week, we talked about values. This week, we're going to cover protocols. Awesome. Um, I'm super excited to talk about this part because this is where the rubber kind of meets the road, right? It's how are we going to live our life? The practical. Yeah. So to start it off, one of the things we want to talk about is like, what is a protocol? What is it? What what even is it? Like, if we just go define it, what in the world is it? So um, I went on to, I mean... The internets and looked up the all um, the webs, the interwebs, and looked up the definition of protocol. And this was the one that I think really gives a good synopsis of it. It's the accepted or established code of procedure or behavior in any group, organization, or situation. I think that that so clearly defines really the heart behind why we develop these protocols. Yeah, not just guidelines, right? But a default mode to yes. start from, right? Yes. Like this is, you find yourself in a situation, you know, fire, for instance, we, we've, we get toned out, dispatch is telling us what's going on. We automatically know, all right, if it's this, we're going we're gonna to show up with this. We're going to need this equipment. We're, you know, yeah. everyone's got their job. It's very clear and calculated, right? We're able to move yep. from that with efficiency. Yeah. Well, and specifically when we were firefighters, like there, the reason why protocols are so important is there has to be a standard mm-hmm. that you live by. Mm-hmm. Every morning, men read their code to themselves, mm-hmm. right? They remind themselves of who they are, what they value, and how they will show up every day of their life. That's what we call the protocols. The reason we do that in the morning is because you don't know what is going to come your way that day. Yep. You don't know if your boss is going to be a jerk to you. You don't know if you're going to piss your wife off or if she's having a bad day and she might, you know, get emotional with you. You don't know if your kids, I mean, for me, we have a, a wide range of age. We have almost a year old up to almost a 13 year old. Yep. Right. There's a lot of different developmental things and mental things. Oh, yeah. We don't know if our kids are going to have a great day or a bad day. Right? Odds are one of them is going to have something happen happen popping off. And this is where protocols um, come in handy and why they're so powerful. It's because no matter what the situation is, you have decided beforehand Mm -hmm. how you are going to show up. This is what we did when we were firefighters and EMTs. Yeah. We get get called out to a cardiac call. Okay, cool. It starts to narrow down our course of action. We show up. Oh, they're over 45 and they're experiencing this type of pain. This is their pulse. This is their blood pressure, right? Oh, they're on these types of medications. Yeah. Every single bit of information that we start to take in narrows down our treatment path, aka what our course of action is for handling that situation. Without those protocols, it's just the Wild West. Mm-hmm. It's whatever anyone thinks they're supposed to do, they just do it. Put some snake oil on there. That'll yeah. Help. And this is what men <laughs> often do with, if they have not defined their protocols, is if their wife is pissed off at them, right, they're going to show up however they feel that day. Maybe they're feeling encouraged and hopeful that day, so they respond in a more gentle, loving, leadership way. Maybe they're having a bad day, and so they respond and they, they blow up at their wife, Yeah, right? What that is, is that's being led by your emotions, and it's being led by circumstance and situation not by what you have decided beforehand. Which is the equivalent of putting water on a grease fire. 100%. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, absolutely. 
you didn't actually look at this, the protocol. Yeah. Oh, this needs this type of fire extinguisher, not yep. water. Yeah. And without this, you, you're running around life like a chicken with your head cut mm-hmm. off, to be honest with you. You're, you're responding. You're always only responding. Yes. You are not... You, reacting might be a better word. Yeah. You, you're reacting, responding. You're letting outside circumstances dictate how you live mm-hmm. instead of deciding how you're going to live and showing up to any circumstance that happens in the way you've decided. Right. Right. And if you do not establish these things, this will be the reason why you have very high highs and very low lows. Mm -hmm. Right. Whenever a guy, whenever I see a guy, man, he is flying high. He is on cloud nine. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, he is down in the dark. Right. When I see that, I'm like, you have not decided how you're going to live because you've obviously let you're letting your wins take you extremely high and you're letting your lows take you really low instead of having these protocols for how you're going to live. And it creates a baseline where you can be much more consistent in every area of your life without being swayed high, high and low, low. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's huge. That in that key word there, that consistency, right? People are depending on you. Every day. Yes. That doesn't change from day to day. Yes. You, you have things in life that you are responsible for. Yep. At least you should be responsible yes. for, right? Unfortunately, responsibility is something, you know, more and more in this culture is being bucked. But yep. for those of us that understand that value in responsibility, for us to show up every day in the best way possible is key. Yes. You know, being, being thrown around by your emotions or the way you feel that day is not something that your family deserves. Yeah. Ultimately. Right. I mean, if we're being blunt, like your family deserves more. Yeah. Right. They deserve the love of Christ. And we're told to love our families, our bride specifically, like, like, like the church or like how Christ loves the church. Excuse me. Thank you. And so it's, it's imperative that we have the mindset every day that we're going to show up in that way yeah. with their best interest in mind, with the love that the guy gives us that we can then pour out on them. Mm-hmm. And to, to, to think that we can just pull that out of thin air without any preparation at all. I mean, if you think about these protocols that we're talking about with EMS specifically, there's a medical director that gets together with you know, all these different heads of, of their departments and you know, whether it's the ER department and the paramedics and so on and so forth. And they establish these protocols, you know, conversing what's the best course of treatment for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. All right. Now what's the best course of treatment for this? And what if this is, you know, they've gone through all the minutia of it and established, okay, this is what we agree is the best way to go. And then the beauty of it is like, you've got someone smarter than you, right. Who's provided a documentation to say, all right, this is how we're going to do life. In our world, as a Christian man, that's the Bible, right? Like, yeah. we can go to the Bible and go, okay, well, what does God say how we should best live? Yeah. All right, well, maybe we should do it humbly. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do you know, sacrificially, so on and so forth. And so the fact that we are encouraging guys to go through this every morning, go through their code and go, and then and, and be in Scripture every morning and, and reset themselves, basically, not just remind, but further educate themselves on yeah. how they are supposed to show up. Yep. Right. I mean that just like a call, we get toned out. We're not just going to go and show up and go, Oh, Hey, what's going on? No, we're gathering Intel on the way of the call. We're reviewing our protocols if necessary. Yeah. We don't have that specific thing down pat in our mind, locked down. We're going to review it real quick. There's some things in there, some like brief notes that we can go, Oh, if it's this, we're going to respond this way. And we're going to, we're going to make sure we can cross out these things first real quick. And then be able to show up prepared. Yeah. Key is, you know, with all that I just said, prepared, prepared to do battle, to prepare, prepared to serve yeah. well yep. at a high standard. Yeah. And I know before we get into the protocols, because we're going to give you all the areas that we tell guys to develop protocols in, in the framework. And then we're going to walk through your, your protocols. Yeah. Nick. Um, because mine, I've had my code for so long. Mine is adapted a lot differently with my protocols. So I don't, we don't want to confuse anybody specifically and, with this. And why is that? that? Well, that's because, again, like we've been saying from the very beginning, your code is a living document 
And that's where your values that we write down, right? Other than your foundational values, which should never change, mm-hmm. your aspirational values are going to change. Mm-hmm. Your transformational values are going to change. Who you are, that's not really going to change very much, right? Shouldn't, probably. But your protocols, we encourage guys, maybe there's a specific area. After you've gotten your base protocols down, right? Mm-hmm. You've established a baseline of mm-hmm. how you're going to show up. Maybe there are things in your life that start popping up where you're like, I need to develop a protocol for this. Mm-hmm. Like one of the guys in the Iron Society, right? Having very, very self-deprecating thoughts and the enemy is just really going after his self-worth. Mm-hmm. So on the call, when he talked about this, we encouraged him say, hey, dude, you need to put a protocol in for how you're going to respond when these particular thoughts come. Because what that does is it gives you a specific weapon for a specific circumstance. Again. Mm-hmm. Protocols are how we show up to certain situations and circumstances. If this one thing keeps coming at you and keeps beating the living crap out of you, you need to decide how you're going to handle it beforehand. Right tool for the job. Right tool for the job, right? It's like, I'm, it's the classic saying, don't show up to, don't show up with a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. What guys are doing is they're getting into a gunfight every single day of their life with their job, their finances, their marriage, their parenting, their spiritual life, their physical life, their mental health. They're showing up with a freaking knife to it. A butter knife at that. A butter knife at that. Shout out Gordon Braley. Come on. One of the guys in the Iron Society that that's what he's saying. Now. I ain't no butter knife. <laughs> Come on. Um, but that's, that's, and that's why mine have been adapted so much is I know as I've gone through this for years now, I have adapted certain ones that are speaking specifically to certain areas that I'm going to show up in and are breathing life and planting seeds into my soul for how I'll show up. Because at the end of the day, the entire code, the entire thing, we're planting seeds in our soul. Yeah. Right? Because I got, I was on a podcast the other day with um, Alpha Dad. Uh, well, not Alpha Dad. I forget. I forget exactly. I, I, I always call people by their friggin' Instagram names <laughs> now. Um, but he, he asked me the question. He's like, you know, so what would you say to the people that as you're going through the code, it's they're like, well, you're just doing a fake it till you make it type of deal. Mm. Right. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you can see it that way. I think that's a very cynical way to look at it. Um, but at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're planting seeds to continue to grow and become the man that we know we're called to be. Right. Because what we've done for years and most men have done for years, their current life is the harvest of the seeds they have planted in the past. Absolutely. Right? Their, their anger, their addictions, their uncontrolled you know, thoughts, all of these things are seeds they've planted for years. So the question we get asked sometimes is, okay, a guy establishes his code. Cool. Does that change everything overnight? No. Definitely not. That's the stupidest thing to assume. Yeah. Right? Because- Spent the last 35 years- Planting seeds. And those it. seeds are yeah. still going to start sprouting. Yeah. Right? And that's why- When they do sprout, we get to have our code and say, no, that is not the harvest I want anymore. I'm going to pluck that, throw it into the fire, and replace it with one of these seeds. Mm -hmm. If you do that long enough, you will be rooting out all of your old seeds and all your old harvest. And then in a month, two month, three month, six month, a year, two years, three years, you're like, holy crap. Every bit of harvest that I'm harvesting now in my life is from seeds that I've been planting when I started my identity code. Yep. Right. And the, one of the other things that I want to make very clear is these protocols are meant to drive your thoughts and emotions in a certain direction. Okay. Right. Because a lot of people, because this is a big conversation in the church right now, in the mental health space is how much do you downplay your emotions, right? Or how much credit do you give them? Okay. Right. Because a lot of people go to this very, very far extreme of almost stoicism, which I'm not, I'm not completely against, right? Of any emotion that comes my way, I'm just going to kill it. Emotions are the enemy and anything you think, feel, or otherwise you just need to kill it. Right, you right. should just be this robot, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the answer, mm-hmm. right? And then there's this other far side of whatever you're feeling in the moment, process it. 
give it, <laughs> give it its due diligence and all those things, you know? Yeah. And then at that point, you just become driven by emotions. Yeah. Right. And the reason this is important to talk about in this conversation is because when you show up to these different areas that we're going to talk about, you may or may not feel like doing mm -hmm. what you decided ahead of time in mm -hmm. your protocols. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is the baseline I think we need to operate from of emotions are like those check engine lights that come on okay. in your car. They are indicators of something. Now, when your check engine light comes on in your car, do you instantly, like as soon as it pops on, do you pull over and, oh my God, I need to pop the hood and see what's going on? No, sir. No, right? I don't know anyone that does. Because some, some people drive a say, really long time with their check well, engine light on. Just, just the same with your analogy there. I bet there are people that like pull over. I, I bet there are those people because yeah. they, they let that, there's fear there, right? They don't know. They're just ignorant of how things work. And they, they see that and they're like, oh my God, my car is going to blow up. Yeah. But there's the exact opposite. They just drive with it forever. Yeah. <laughs> and right. And that's the, that's the stoicism end of just, yeah. no, it's on. I don't care. Yeah. Cover it with some black tape. Yeah. Right. Um, and, or, you know, push the right buttons to just make it go away, mm -hmm. even though you haven't dealt with the actual problem, mm -hmm. right? When we're talking about our protocols and your emotions, we are to be the, the director of our emotions. Just because we feel something does not mean we need to act on it. Yeah. The, the right? gauges can indicate different things, right? Whether it's a check engine light or your speed or your temperature gauge. All that gives you information. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean you've got to act or, or maybe you do, but it's information that you can make, you can assess it and make a decision. Yes. And the protocols, they are not meant to suppress emotion. They are meant to take whatever emotion you're feeling and point it in the right direction, right? Because the, the, the different areas that we have, I'll read through them real quick, and this will make a whole lot more sense. My, there we go. My phone opened up. So the protocols that we give men in the framework that, and that we recommend that you develop protocols for, how are you going to show up spiritually? How are you going to show up physically? How are you going to show up mentally? How are you going to show up for your wife? How are you going to show up as a father? How are you going to show up when discouraged? How are you going to show up in your brotherhood? And how are you going to show up to fulfill your vision? Right? Yep. Every single one of those areas, you will have positive and negative emotions in all the time. Sure. Some mornings you're going to wake up and you're going to feel distant from God, not like being in the word, not like praying. Yep. Some days you're going to feel like you're freaking John the Baptist and you are just like, I mean, you know what I mean? You're going to feel like the apostle Paul. Well, Eating I bugs mean, and honey. Right. I think the apostle Paul is a great example. Right? Oh yeah. He absolutely. Highs, high highs. Yep. Low lows. Yep. Right. And you see it in scripture, mm -hmm. but he always had this. This anchor, you could tell where he's just going to keep driving in the same direction. Certainly. Right? Same thing physically. Some days you're going to feel like the Hulk. Some days you're going to feel like a piece of crap. Yep. Right. But these protocols are, are meant to direct your emotions toward a destination that you've decided about beforehand. And this makes you very, very dangerous as a man because it means that you're not going to completely shut down your emotions. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're going to give every ounce of credence to them. Yep. It means no matter what the case is, you know the direction you're, you're going to head. You're in control. You are in Ultimately. control. You are in control. Yes. So let's jump into the protocols. Okay. We're gonna, and we're going to use Nick's as the example. So Nick, read your protocol for how you are going to show up spiritually. Faithfully, I pursue relationship with my creator, God, the Holy Spirit, a.k.a. the death killer. I respond to Christ's grace with worship, prayer, and the reading of the word daily. I intentionally share the good news with all those who know me through both my words and deeds. Right. So right in that protocol, you established a couple things that you're going to do, mm -hmm. right? You're going to pursue a relationship with Jesus. You're going to be in the word mm -hmm. and you are going to tell people about the Lord. Right? Correct. That, that is your protocol. It doesn't matter how you feel that day. Nope. Doesn't matter how high you're feeling, how low you're feeling. Doesn't matter if you are, doesn't matter. That is your protocol. That is how you're going to show up. That is the baseline. That is the standard. 100%. Right? Now, the reason a spiritual protocol is so important is because spiritual life 
as much as I, I mean, I've been, I've been walking with the Lord many years now. Seeing fruit and progress in your spiritual life is hard. Sure. It's the reason why I, I like, I, I love putting guys on physical regimens before spiritual ones. Okay. Because guys are very tactile and they want to see progress. They want to see the change. That's oh, why absolutely. guys like building things, yeah. right? It's why guys are so get, can get easily get addicted to porn because they can see something, right? How do you see spiritual growth? It's so hard. Yeah. Right. Guys like, I want to grow spiritually. I'm like, ah, oh, man, like, I, I, I think you should, you yeah. need to, uh, but how are you going to measure that progress? Yeah. Quantifying that. Right. It's so hard when you're building something, you can see it start and yes. you can see it finish. Yes. You know, I think that's why some guys like certain types of trade work because it's like, oh man, we started today. There was nothing there. And all of a sudden today, now there's all this, you know, framing done yeah. and you can see the shape of this house taking place. Yeah. And that's super encouraging. It's fulfilling. Yeah. Or right? mowing lawns. Right. Sure. It's why guys like totally so mundane, pride in lawn. right? But yeah, it's like your, my, my lawn looked like this and afterward it's edged perfectly. Pristine. You see the lines back and forth. Yep. It's beautiful. It's luscious. Yep. You see the progress. Yep. Spiritually, it's super hard to see this type of progress on a day-to-day basis. And that's personally why I advocate for get a man in his code. He can see the progress being made. It's actually being written out. Mm-hmm. Get him dialed physically because you can start going to the gym. You can start seeing the physical progress, right? And then you take all of that momentum and roll it in spiritually. Sure. Because you're going to be way more confident, way more apt to just take all that energy, that confidence, all of that, and start rolling it. If a guy just is like, I'm going to start going spiritually. You can't just see progress in a week or two months, yeah. right? You can see the steps being taken to, quote, unquote, be more spiritual, right? Yes. You can, I'm going to read my Bible for so long each day or however many chapters each day. I'm going to spend so much time praying each day. I'm going to fast. I'm going to you know, have conversations with others about the Lord. Like You can see steps that are being taken, but to actually measure like where does that put you on the field, for yes. instance, right? Did I, yeah. did I cross the 50-yard line? Did I make a touchdown today? Like, yep. I don't know. I, I think God loves me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, know, yep. you can start to question, you know, and you, know, you start to compare against others. You start to just wonder. It's like, all right, well, I think this is how this is supposed to be, but I don't really know. So, yeah. you know, and it's easy to slip off, right? Like, you, all of a sudden, you, you hit Leviticus or Numbers or something. You're <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Uh, uh, what? Uh, what is going on why, here? Why is that thing, you know? And, so it's, I think it's super important because, you know, as you touch on, you know, the, the momentum that the physical changes that a guy can see in himself pretty quickly, right? You can see those pant sizes drop, right? You can see the weight come off. You can see, feel the energy in, increasing and whatnot. I think combining that with the spiritual growth that yes. can come next so affects the, the mental aspect, right? 100%. Like you are encouraged, you feel empowered, you are ready to rock and take on all the rest of the things. And that's why it's so important. We talk about in our foundation is taking care of those three things first. Yes. Being able to build your own foundation really strong. So then you can provide for others. Yes. And, and it's the reason why I love your protocol for how you will show up spiritually, because it's about just what you're going to do every day. Oh yeah. You're, you're going to be in the word. This is not about, trying to measure growth or attain something spiritually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is, this is just how I'm going to show up. Yep. I'm going to show up loving Jesus. I'm going to show up and get in my word and I'm going to get, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to talk about people. I'm going to talk to people about Jesus. Right. Right. And that's just how you're going to show up. No matter how you feel, no matter if you feel like you're growing or not, this is just what you're going to do. It is your protocol. Yeah. Uh, for me, this stuff is, is practical, super practical. I'm trying to yeah. keep it super simple. Yep. In that. So next, physically, what's your physical protocol? So unequivocally, I train my body for peak physical condition so that I am ready for battle, ready to defend those entrusted to me at all times. And this right here, I have seen this play out for you because absolutely, you, you, you used to not be a morning person. You are a Correct. morning person now. Correct. And so, and I've seen you show up to the gym and I can tell you woke up 30 minutes before. And I can tell sometimes when you woke up an hour before. Sure. I can tell when you're sore and tired yep. from building your house the previous day. Yep. And I can tell on a Monday when you took a rest day on a Sunday. Yep. Right? In every single one of those situations, tired, not tired, recovered, not recovered, feeling it, 
not feeling it, right? You have shown up the same way to get the work done because this is what you decided to do. Unequivocally. Yeah. That was a key word for me in this. That's something we might want to maybe share as a part of this. Those, as you'll notice, as we go through these, the first word of every these of every one of these is, is that um, adjective. Adjective, thank you, that kind of sets up the rest of this. Yes. Right? It's, those are really vital because it's, it's describing how. Yes. Right? It's not just a, oh, I believe in this. I'm going to try and do this. No, it's this is exactly how I'm going to X, Y, Z. Yeah. And because of this, how much weight have you lost since, I mean, in the, in the, I was, in the recent history? I was come, what was it, December, I think. I was at like 189, and I'm down around 160 now. Yeah. So you've lost almost 30 pounds. Yeah. Right? And you have a six-pack now. Yep. Right? Like, and you're showing up as a much better version of yourself. Oh, absolutely. One of the guys that started with the Iron Society three and a half months ago, four months ago, down 20 pounds. You can see it. I mean, you, if you go back, if we go back to the original calls, we can see his chubbier face, oh, his yeah. rounder frame. And now we, you look at him on the screen, you're like, holy cow, bro. You're not the same person. And you see the confidence on uh, his face, too. Percent. Not just physically, but just the way he carries himself yes. and the way he's speaking is so different. It's yes. incredible. It's yeah. Awesome. And he was talking about how he's getting more sex with his wife. And <laughs> yes, he like, was. I'm just going to mention that because <laughs> let's just be honest here, right? I mean, at some point, I'm going to start marketing the Iron Society. Be like, hey, you want to have more sex with your wife? Join the Iron Society, bro. <laughs> right? Like, but seriously, though. There I mean, are benefits. There are benefits. There I, are many. I don't know many guys that are like, no, I would be against having more sex with my wife. Yeah. If you do say that, um, I want to know how long you've been addicted to porn and how much you're masturbating all mm, the time. Mm. Because the reason you don't want more sex with your wife is because you're getting it artificially through a screen. Yep. Right? Um, that's the first thing. Whenever, if there's never like a physical boundary, like PCOS, I think it's called, or like, there's, there's, different, there's different reasons why women just have trouble having more sex in marriage. Gotcha. Um, like, I, I mean, we, there are couples that we know that have struggled with sex for years because it's, ex, it's, it's excruciatingly painful for the woman because oh. of some conditions she has. Bummer. Which is, I mean, it sucks. Super sad. Super sad. Some Christian couples just don't have sex because your husband's checking out all the chicks with huge boobs mm. and, you know, fake this and that on instagram on Pornhub, and not like, investing into his wife 100 percent, right dude. like typically she's needing more than just a physical yeah. touch or aspect or what have you like there's there's so much more that she's desiring of you that you simply are not providing 100 right and on top of that if you're out of shape and overweight a you don't have the energy and she's not exactly inspired to like yeah what the side story? And we're not even talking about the marriage protocol yet, but I think we're getting off on a tangent here a little bit. But clearly, it's totally fine. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. But I remember I coached a guy about a year ago now. He lost forty pounds in forty days. Dang. Okay, like he, I, the results he saw were absolutely asinine, as well as all the mental, the spiritual, everything was just, I mean, skyrocketing. Nice. At the end of it, he's like, "Dude, I got to thank you. Um, I'm having so much more sex with my wife now," <laughs> and I'm like. Well, Awesome. You're welcome. Uh, tell, me, tell me more about that, actually. I mean, like, wh why do you think that is? She's like, well, first of all, like, when my wife initially got attracted to me when we were younger, I was 40, 50 pounds lighter. Sure. So it's like I'm back to being this attractive physically figure, right? And two, she, and this is what the wife literally said to him. She's like, when you're on top of me, you don't crush me anymore, and I can actually breathe. Hey, there's, there's the reality of yeah. gravity. Yeah, dude. <laughs> gravity is a reality, right? And, and this is something that, like, I, it's so easy to gloss over and not talk about in Christian circles. Oh, sure. Um, but I think part of the reason men get so addicted to porn and all these things is because this stuff isn't talked about and isn't addressed. And your sex life sucks compared to what it used to be. And it doesn't mean that you need to be like rabbits all the time having sex nonstop. But... If there's a guy out there, I, well, I know they're out there because I've talked to him a ton. You're not having the sex you want. Your sex life isn't what you want it to be. It's because you need to lose 50 to 80 pounds, dude. Like you're crushing your wife. You look like a fat freaking yeah. slob. Invest in yourself and your wife. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, 
again, I know we're going off a of protocol, and I we're probably going to lose some listeners or get people offended, but like I, I really don't care. Like if if you become sexually attractive to your wife again, and this is part of the reason why we have our physical protocol, like get your yeah figure your crap. Out. We're saying this not to condemn anyone. It's it's more of a hey, let's live out the our convictions. Yeah, right. If we're if we're calling ourselves Christian men and we follow the Bible and the temp, our body is the temple, right? That we're supposed to be taken care of. Let's actually live that out. Let's actually yeah. be purposeful to set up a framework to work from to glorify God with all that we are, yeah. with all that we, he's given us to steward this, this body well, to steward our relationship with our bride well. You know, there's, there's so many layers to this that is biblical. This isn't a, Hey, let's call this guy out because he's an easy target. It's 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 not the 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 low laying fruit, you know. It's yeah. it's hey, let's let's rise, let's let's rise with Jesus. Let's let's live up to the standards that He set for us, right? Which we'll never be able to fully meet. But man, all of a Christian's life, I believe Luther said, is one of repentance. Yeah, like that should be our default mode. Oh man, I'm realizing I fell short here. Lord, help me, help me, you know, bring people into my life that can help motivate me, you know, allow me to, to have a passion inside and desire to do X, Y, Z yeah. to where, you know, again, it's when you hear us maybe start to bag on some, some aspect of some guy that's this, you know, we're not talking about anyone specific, but yeah. this, this persona that we've created, right. That in this, this overweight sexless guy it's not because we're making fun of anybody and want to condemn anybody it's because man we want so much more yes for these men and thus their families and thus our communities you know right yes. we we as christians should be called to more than what the cultural standard is correct and and when it comes to this physical part a guy that's 50 100 pounds overweight you cannot convince me he is showing up as the best man, husband, and father. You can't. No. I had somebody, I had a woman on Instagram, like, actually it was Facebook, like a month ago, that was like, no, I love my husband just the way he is. I love my big cuddly teddy bear. Okay, I appreciate that, Rhonda, or whatever your name was, Nancy. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you think he's showing up as a great man. And what I asked her was, what if he better? showed up even better? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. How amazing would that be? Yeah. Right. So it, again, it's, we're, we're not condemning anybody. We're no. not saying you're totally worthless. I'm just, we're just saying, we know there's more for you. Yeah. And, and this is part of it, right? Having these protocols for yep. this. Okay. Let's go get Enough it. of tangent. Let's move on to the next one. How are you going to show up mentally? Tell me, Nick. Mentally. So fervently, I strengthen my mind with truth and knowledge. I humbly consume wisdom from those have, that have come before me as well as my peers that hold my convictions. Yeah. So you're, you're telling yourself how you're going to continue to feed yourself mentally. Yeah. Right. And this is a part, honestly, that a lot of men are not good at. Mm. They're not good at it. Mm -hmm. They're good at filling their minds with so much crap. And again, my defense of people here, I, I, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Yeah. Okay? It seems to be a trend. Yeah. But like, I see so many Christian men that talk about, you know, the fear-mongering of the left, right? It was always the fear-mongering of the left during COVID and all this stuff, right? And yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, can you just take a chill pill and realize the same type of crap is happening on the right? Oh, yeah. Right? Ben Shapiro, I, cool, super smart guy. He just does it in a different way. Yep. And you're, feeling, you're filling yourself with just as much garbage on the other side. That's all you're doing, right? Instead of it being fear of this, that, and the other thing, you're filling it with all of these other things about this politician, this policy, all of these things. You're just painting the elephant a different color. Well, and you're, you're putting your focus where it, it's not helpful. Yes. Right? You're, you're, you're emphasizing, you're, you're exacerbating even more this, this thing that, yeah, it, it's good to be aware and it's good to be informed and it's good to be able to make you know, that informed decision when it comes time. But at the end of the day, how much Intel do you really need? Yeah. Is if that's your focus in life, what are you, what are you, uh, overlooking in other areas? Yeah. How is it helping you become a better man, husband and father? Yeah. Like somebody the other day said, 
man, just masculinity is on a, it's on an attack or we're being, masculinity is being attacked and all of this and blah, blah, blah. And this narrative and that narrative. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. Totally hear you. Um, how does that affect how you respond to your wife on a Tuesday night? Oh, wait, it doesn't. Well, right. If I would say that that it could potentially in a bad way, right? If you're all spun out because the, the most recent thing happened and you're all spun out because of whatever, and you just listen to an hour-long podcast that just nothing but built it up even bigger than it yep. is, and you come home with just all hot and frustrated and short-tempered and whatever, and your wife just asks the questions and you, you know, harshly respond, I mean, it certainly can affect you. It yeah. affects your state of mind. Yep. And that's why we have to protect our mind, and we have to have this protocol for how we are going to steward our mind, right? And yours, very clear. You are going to seek out wisdom, right? You're going to fill it with truth, all of those things. And that directs you during the day mm-hmm. so that your mind is set. And these first three are very intentional, right? Spiritually, physically, mentally. Yep. That has everything to do with what you can control. Right. This is controlling the controllables. Right. And these first three dictate how you show up to the next, which is what's your protocol for your wife? So zealously, I keep myself for my bride alone. I am available, engaged, and fiercely passionate with the love of my youth. I covenant to lead, protect, and provide for her with all that I am all of my days. I love this protocol for our wives. Absolutely. Because one of the things that every single guy in the Iron Society, everyone's at different places, right? Some guys are literally on the verge of divorce. Some guys, it's been talked about. Some guys have a good marriage. No matter where you're at, when you start your day with declaring who your wife is to you like this and how you're going to show up, it changes how you show up in a way that you just can't comprehend until you actually get this, right? It's like, this is who she is to me, and this is how I'm going to show up. It changes the game. Agreed. Um, And even hearing how you're going to pursue her and those things, it sets the direction for how you're going to interact with your wife that day. Yep. Regardless of how you feel. Yep. Regardless. And how much more powerful, let's say you guys get an argument on a Tuesday night. Sure. You wake up on Wednesday and you read that. How, what direction is that day going to go? Right. Right. You remind yourself of, oh gosh, you're probably going to have to go repent. Yep. Right. And you're not going to carry something from yesterday into today. Because you remind yourself of, oh, man, I'm going to zealously pursue the, the, the love of my youth and blah, blah, blah. You know, you're like, yep. oh, man, I screwed up. Like, this was not the direction I decided before how I'm going to pursue her. Yeah. And ideally, that gradually improves. Now, you might mess up. I mean, we're sinners. Sure. Right? Saved by grace. We've given a new life and new heart. And, you know, we work out of that identity, right? Yes. But we still fall short. Yep. And so in light of that, when I do... Hopefully, though, as I mature and work through this and have the more mental aspect to be able to ultimately control my emotions, my thoughts, not letting my, those outside influences yep. affect me, not letting the, the reality of, oh, I just you know, wasted this material on the house and da-da-da, I'm going to have to go buy another beam because I cut it too short or something stupid like that, you know, yep. and just puts me in a grumpy mood. I can, you know, and then, and then you know, just as something that, you know, she doesn't mean anything by, but I took it as this and responded poorly. Uh huh. Hopefully, we get to a point where we begin to recognize that poor decision, that poor reaction sooner. Remember this protocol. Go, oh man, zealously, I, you know, am available, engaged, and fiercely passionate. I, mm-hmm. I protect her. Like, how is this protecting her when I'm the one attacking her? Yep. What? Jeez. Ugh. Yeah. Conviction. Right. Yep. Not condemnation conviction. Hey, I'm really sorry. I just realized that that was not helpful in any way, shape or form. Yep. And I didn't, you know, not mean, you know, hopefully it becomes a quicker reaction, right? Yes. And to the point, God willing, you screw up, cut the beam short, whatever. And yeah, you're frustrated and whatever, but you're able to look down at your other protocol when discouraged, you know, I take ownership, and I reconcile the, 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 the issue, right? Yep. And, I'm, and I've already dealt with that emotion. And so when Jess comes up and says what she says that would have normally set me off, no factor. Yep. 
Oh, yeah. Matter. No problem, babe. I can handle that. Oh, no, no. Hey, I forgot to do that. I'm sorry. I'll take care of it right now. Yep. Instead of, geez, why you always got to, you know, da 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 Like, it's amazing how as you work this out over time, yeah. following these protocols allows you to just operate in a more consistent and level-headed yes. you know, zone, yep. right? And the other thing I'll mention as well, we've mentioned it a little before. And then after this one, we're just going to skip right down to that to fulfill your vision one. Uh, we're not going to go over a few in the middle there, just because of time. But what this does, as I know your protocols, this leads us into what we call identity-based accountability, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Instead of behavior-based, mm-hmm. because. Let's say that you cut that material short in your house. I was over there working. I saw you kind of be short with your wife, right? Like, hey, dude, that was kind of a douchebag thing to do. Don't do that. Okay, cool. Check. Got it, right? But what I could say, because I know your code, yeah. is I could say, hey, bro, is that like how you decided you were going to show up today with your wife? And I can remind you, what's your protocol for how you're going to love and engage with your wife? And you would remind yourself of that. And I'm like, wow, we, we kind of fell short there, didn't we? Yeah. It's not that we're slapping the wrist on what you did. Yeah. Right? We're, we're reminding you of who you are. And that, this is what I believe is one of the things that is so incredibly powerful about the entire identity code. Is it is, we place the emphasis on who are you? Mm-hmm. What do you value? And how are you going to show up? Mm-hmm. And we will hold you to that standard and remind you of who you are, not what you do. And, and this ultimately is the picture of how the enemy comes at us and how the father comes at us. Mm-hmm. The enemy will always point the finger at what you did. Yeah. Right? The father will remind us of who we are. Yeah. And from that, that is where conviction comes about what we did. But the father is like, this is who you are, son. Yeah. Like, you're the righteousness of God. You're my son, right? My spirit lives inside of you. He reminds us of who we are. The enemy, man, he's the accuser of the brethren. He sits there and he will point it, you did this, you did this, you did this. The father just reminds us of who we are. And from there, we get to be empowered in our life from who we are. Yeah, it's... It's not behavior modification at that point, right? You, we were talking briefly about the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. What does that father do when that, that son returns? He doesn't go, oh, you, you fell short here. You didn't do this right. You wasted all your money. You da 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 No, he puts his robe around him, yep. gives him his ring. All this to signify who he is, yes. right? Yep. Beautiful. And, and I mean, I know we were talking about we're going to do a series in the Iron Society about sonship, mm-hmm. right? But that robe represents righteousness, mm-hmm. right? The ring represents authority, and the shoes represent rights. And when a, when a man of God understands that he has the righteousness of God, that he has the rights that God has given, to him, uh, given him in the kingdom, um, and authority has been given to him, when you, when you understand that identity, you live much differently than if that father would have come out and been like, you wasted all your money on prostitutes, right? You squandered your inheritance. Oh my God, how could you do this? Yeah. How's that son going to live at that point? Yeah, I'll try and do better, dad. Sorry for screwing everything up, yeah. right? But no, and, and it's, it's the most beautiful picture that the Lord reminds us, here's, here's what you now have access to because you're mine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's, it's beautiful. Yep. So let's move on to the last protocol um, about, let me see here, f- how, how you've decided to fulfill your vision. And this is where I'm actually going to say mine, because as we were getting ready for this episode, yeah. we realized something. So yep. go ahead and read your protocol. Yep. So in all things, I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. For I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither, neither angels nor principalities, neither, neither the present nor the future, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of God that is Christ Jesus, my Lord. I am overwhelmingly victorious because of Christ's finished work on the cross. Here we go. Which, what we realize was that's not the most clear, how am I going to fulfill my vision? Yes. Now, it's, it's a great section of scripture yep. that 
is certainly encouraging and powerful, but you might, what I'm realizing is it's, it's kind of ultimately a pithy statement in a sense regarding this, how am I act like, again, like what, what I started to say or what I said earlier about, I need really practical and simple and clear yep. protocols. And, and I'm like, you know, that really isn't as clear as I need it to be for me to yep. be able to really attack the vision that God set before me. Yeah. So I'm going to be re-editing it's, that. It's beautiful Christianese. Totally. Right? How, how are you going to fulfill the vision for your life? Well, my Bible says I'm that I'm more than a conqueror yep. through Christ Jesus, yep. my Lord. Just and I'm like, trust Jesus. Like, oh, cool. What, what does that mean? Yeah. Right? And, and this is where we, I, I want to compare these, right? Because yep. mine is, like, how will I fulfill? What's my protocol for how I f- will fulfill my vision? Mm-hmm. My protocol is, I will violently and passionately press on toward the vision for my life, for I was created with purpose, for purpose, and was born to win. Boom. Super clear on how I'm pursuing my vision. Yep. I will pursue it violently and passionately. Yep. Why? Because I believe that I was created with purpose, for purpose, and was born to win. I love that. It's the lion and the lamb. Bro, right? absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it is a very clear directive. Yep. Like when I get discouraged, because even, I mean, gosh, I'm doing this full time and there are still moments of discouragement for me. I'm sure. just like, I, God, what are we doing here? Um, and I remind myself, like, dude, no. Like, you feel discouraged right now and that's great. Awesome you still decided that you're going to violently and passionately press on yep. toward whatever God has called you to do. Yep. Um, and this is where it's just clarity matters. Yeah. You got to be super clear. Yeah. Even, even with things like this, it's easy to just throw some things out to get it done. And when you look at it, as we did earlier, it's yep. like, what am I even saying to myself right now? Yep. Yep. No, I, it, we talk about being clear, calculated, and savage. Yes. Right. You need to clarify what exactly, who you are, what your values are, and how you're going to do it. Yep. Right? How are you going to live life? To get really calculated would mean, all right, we're going to break that down further and really get into the weeds of, all right, these, these numbers got to add up to yep. equivalent. Uh, equal? <laughs> to equal. <clears throat> Sometimes Nick doesn't know it's, how to speak it's English. It's so wonderful. I get to humble myself before everyone all the time. <laughs> Uh, to total, you know, the, the equation, yep. right. To, to, to make it all make the math work. Yep. Right. And so, and then the savage aspect is really applying yourself in a way that is completely committed. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it, we just have to be clear on all of these things. So this wraps up the identity code piece. Um, at this point now, you absolutely could go through the last three episodes and you could more or less write your code. Yeah. Um, and you're welcome. That was an amazing gift we just gave you. Now, here's the thing though, just as even Nick realized who's been in the iron society, he's sitting here realizing, Oh my gosh, like I did not write this last piece, you know, correctly. as well as I could have. Yep. Um, I just got a text message from a guy that is in the iron society. Hey, can I call you later today? I need help finishing my code. Right. Even guys that are in the Iron Society going through this, this is not just a process you hear about on a podcast and you're like, got it, dude. Um, We gave you 99.9% of what we give guys. Now, there are a few other things about the code and how we get it done and having access to us all the time to help us help you clarify this. Yeah. So one, go ahead and give it your best shot. Right. Something is better than nothing. And if you need something deeper, which you probably do, um, I would recommend that you join the Iron Society because not only are you going to get access to all of the other materials for the code, but you're going to have access to us. You're going to have access to the Brotherhood. um, You're going to have access to so many things inside the Iron Society. And if you don't have something like this, it is a very clear indicator that you need not only this, but you need everything that the Iron Society offers. Absolutely. I mean, we've got testimony after testimony now of guys getting in, work, getting this done, having that framework to work from, to live out of, who are still wrestling every day, but yeah. those around them are coming to them going, who are you? Yeah. This, is, this is not the same person. Yeah. We've got wives contacting us saying, I finally have the leader that I've always wanted in my yeah. husband. Like, 
man, if that doesn't swell you up with like just pride and, and hum- humility at the same time, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what does. Yeah. If, if, if you're someone who realizes that, man, I am not where God needs me to be. Yep. Not where my wife needs me to be and not where my kids need me to be. My employees need me to be so on and so forth. Man, why not invest in what God would have for you? Yep. Why not explore? Why not investigate? Man, is there a better way to do this? Is there is I mean, it just again, it's we were talking about earlier today that the the testimony of these guys is just so powerful. And I think that's where where guys fall short is they're always trying to do it on on, on our own. Oh yeah. That that's just that's how most of us operate. Yep. I got this, I'll make it work, I'm going to push through, I'm going to, and you're not thriving at that point, you're just surviving. Yep. And, if, and if guys could understand how powerful being in a community of, of brothers that are all moving in the same direction, they're all trying to, you know, striving for, for growth, striving for more, striving for their families, they're all working together, yeah. feeding off of one another, the, the inspiration that they're finding and the hope that they're finding is like, man, he's, he's doing it. Gosh, I, I could probably do it. Yep. I, I can do this. The same power that rise Christ from the dead is in me. Yep. You can do it, brother. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, doing this alone, well, how's that worked for you so far? <laughs> it hasn't. Not. That's what you've been trying to do, you know, um, like, and, and the other thing is you just, you have to realize you're playing very small right now. Mm. and. Um, if you're, if you're cool with the results in the life that playing small is get you cool, rock on whatever, Yep. Uh, because I'll tell you being a part of the iron Society is not a good old boys club where we just pat you in the back and we're over here, you know, slinging out some Bible verses every so often and being like, Oh, I hope you're doing better. Like it is, it is intensive. It is difficult. We're not here to support your current lifestyle. We're here to kill it and give you a new one. Yep. Like this is not something you just join and think it's all easy butterflies, rainbows, and cupcakes. Um, we will call you out. We will make you very uncomfortable. Um, and that's what you've been missing. So I was slightly uncomfortable this morning, if I recall correctly, about five minutes after waking up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Getting in that ice bath real easy. <laughs> So anyways, you can reach out to us, email, go on the website, fill out the application. You can reach out to us on social media, whatever you need to do, but you need to get your butt in the Iron Society. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what we're talking about next week on the podcast. We'll figure that out. It's going to be good. We'll get whatever inspired it is. with something. Yeah. You know what? Kick in the face. You know what? All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.